This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Jens Gunnerman, who is the Managing Director of Advanced Manufacturing Growth Centre. Hello, Jens. Hi, Ellen. Now, um, uh, I think the AMGC was set up by the government, or at least it was a part of a government initiative, but it's a member organisation. It's, gov- it's not part of the government. And no, it's a not-for-profit that, member organisation, right? That is correct. The Advanced Manufacturing Growth Centre is one of the six growth centres where the government decided five years ago, we need to focus on what Australia is good and get really good at it instead of trying everything a little bit. And that is what we're doing. We transform the manufacturing sector. And indeed, we have a membership organisation. We have um, way over a thousand members who believe in the transformation of manufacturing. You've just, in fact, passed a thousand members in February. That's right. We are now in around 1,200. The influx uh, is strong. By the end of the year, I think we have 2,000 members. And we have um, many more companies um, who should join because uh, we are leading jointly the way how manufacturing transforms and becomes globally more competitive. So um, you come from Germany, obviously. Germany is good at cars and car parts and that's what it that's what it makes and exports uh, what is australia good at we are good at cars we are very good at cars when we, no, we do. shut the industry down and in fact as we sit here speaking holden's just pulled out or it closed down holden's finished well here's the difference and uh, you you put uh, um, uh, the finger on the right uh, pressure points um what is the difference between manufacturing a car and assembling a car What Germany and US and Great Britain and Japan and China and Korea are good is manufacturing cars. But manufacturing and production are two different things. Let me explain. Um, Production is what you and I do when we go to Ikea and uh, come home and assemble a piece of furniture. Now, who has done the harder job, you and I or Ikea? I would argue IKEA. They no, have no, done definitely you and I. No, yeah, right. <laughs> it's the appears sometimes. It takes hours. <laughs> well, I can. We, let's talk about Lego then. Um, who is the more clever company, Lego and IKEA, or you and I? I would say Lego and IKEA are because what Lego and IKEA do before and after you and I assemble something, they have done the hard part, the smart part, the design, the research and development, the sale and the service. So these are the areas where Australia needs to get better. What we have done for years is doing the assembly of cars, not the design um, and not um, the entire value chain of manufacturing. So that's a, a sad fact. We just have stopped assembling cars two years ago but we are very good at cars in delivering high-value parts and global-value chains. We're very good at cars. We just don't build whole cars anymore, but we do parts of it, and we do this beyond the borders of Australia. So your business plan says um, that you are going to – in fact, the number one item in your business plan says you're going to co-fund projects to help bridge the valley of death, which which I think is a really interesting thing to do. Um, So firstly – uh, are you co-fund? I mean, are you actually co-funding, and whose money are you using for that? So what we do with our projects is giving. We demonstrate how good looks like before we do project. Before we co-fund projects, we have investigated what looks good like, and Australia's manufacturing needs to be better, not cheaper. We need to embrace what happens before 
um, assembly, what happens after assembly. So we, we know that. And we need to be good that we are globally competitive. The projects we're doing after is then taking a selection of companies who have innovative projects. And we have over 50 projects up and running. And we demonstrate together with these companies how we embrace innovation, how we embrace commercialization of um, um, innovation. You spoke about the commercialization value of death. Now, a technology readiness is measured in nine levels. It comes from the NASA. So level one is, you know, somebody should fly to the moon. Level nine is Apollo 11 landing on the moon, coming successfully back to Earth. So we are looking at the later part of innovation, not of the idea, but the realization of the idea. And that's what we demonstrate with our projects. Right. Um, um, but do you only work for those who are members or do you work for anybody? And what's the point of becoming a member? A membership signalizes that you're interested to transform your manufacturing business. Everybody can and should become a member and everybody should advance manufacturing. Everybody become an advanced manufacturer in Australia. It is not what you do, but how you do it. So you can be a traditional manufacturer who embraces digitalization and you are doing something traditional, but you are in fact an advanced manufacturer. Um, projects Everybody can do a project with us uh, as long as we have enough funding available and we co-fund. So if you want to have money from us, you need to match the funds and we jointly uh, push the envelope of manufacturing and do projects for commercialization in um, technologies such as uh, composites, 3D printing, artificial intelligence, space application, and you have it. I suppose what I was talking about before with cars in Germany is that, you know, th there's a kind of an industry, there's a, there's a product that Germany has moved towards kind of, in a sense, dominating or at least becoming quite good at. Is there any sense of what Australia is doing? I mean, where, where uh, I mean, I don't even know how Germany got into cars. What did, did the government decide that one day or did it just happen? And, and, and is that something, because in Australia we've had this thing, we don't want to pick winners. You know, there's this phrase that is terrible to pick winners. And the only reason that's a bad phrase is because um, if the government's doing it, they pick a loser instead. Let's take up picking winners and let's then speak about cars. It's not about picking winners. You look, and the growth centers are a good example for that, because you pick something what we are already good at. We have growth centers in oil and gas. We are good in oil and gas. Let's get globally good at it. We have pharmaceuticals and medtech. It's not a winner. We are a winner already. So let's get globally good at it. And we need to have manufacturing because if you cannot make complex things, you have nothing to offer on the global scale. So we need to be good at that and we are good at it. Let's get really good at it. To your question uh, in regards to cars and why some other countries uh, maybe are better in cars. What does car mean? Does car mean assembling a car or does it mean that you are able to do the research, the development, the design, the assembly, the distribution, the sale and the service. That's a very, very long value chain which entices the entire broadness of manufacturing. For that, only very, very few and large economies are able to make and sustain that. We are 25 million people. We need to do something what we can sell to six or seven billion people. So if we have a gadget on a car and put it on a car overseas and we are so good at it that we can sell it in a small slice to a very big cake this is what Australia needs to do. Right. I mean, obviously, what Australia is good at is, is digging up iron ore and coal and natural gas and exporting that. So um, is there some – do you think Australia can become more of a value-added uh, value country? 
we are in many um, fields already. But yeah, we are a lucky country. We are lucky because we have these commodities and we are exploiting them. And more than half of what we export are um, coal and iron ore. And that fills our pockets. We are a rich country. We are also a smart country. But the reason why we are rich today why we're rich today will not be the reason why we're rich tomorrow. So we need to add more value to the commodities. We need to add value to commodities which are unique to Australia. We have nine out of ten commodities which we need to have lithium batteries. Nobody will think that in the today's age and day, uh, day and age of global warming, climate change and the Gretas, we will not be able to be rich with fossil Uh, based um, fuels and commodities in 50 years from now. So let's exploit our smartness and transform the sector and manufacturing is the answer. I couldn't agree more. Um, I have some experience, uh, uh, some unpleasant experience with the commercialization valley of death because I was a small investor in a business called Vivid Technology which uh, made um, smart lighting for warehouses and so on, went bust uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, because it couldn't make it through, didn't make it through the valley of death from idea to having a business. Alan, so I'll buy, buy you lunch after. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I lost a little bit of money and it was painful. But the um, I'm interested to know, whether uh, do you see yourself as somebody who uh, takes a sort of a canteen of water to somebody who's dying in the valley of death? Is that what you're doing or are you kind of uh, trying to operate earlier than that? The exact opposite is the case. We take um, companies who have a really, really good idea with a plan to commercialize the idea. We do this with 50 projects and tell the rest of the 47,000 manufacturers in Australia how good can look like. And we share. It's not only that we have members and that we demonstrate it via our projects, but we tell the entire Australian manufacturing sector about it. So um, you can do this in our events, which we do throughout the countries, in every corner, in every pocket, city um, uh, and, and, and rural, but also via our manufacturing academy. Uh, the uh, manufacturing academy is an online tool where we share the success story so that everybody can embrace the advancement of manufacturing. I cannot emphasize it enough. Everybody can and should become an advanced manufacturer in the sector. Um, you're, before this job, which you took up in, I think, 2016, um, you were with Airbus for quite a while. Now, um, Airbus is an interesting... I mean, Airbus is, a, is an, in a sense, an outgrowth of government, is it not? I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was set up by the government because they decided they wanted to make planes. Um, that is true. It happens in the late 60s. And Airbus is not only uh, airplanes. I was here for Airbus, predominantly for uh, military civil helicopters and uh, the um, maintenance of uh, uh, military aircrafts. But uh, Australia is quite a big footprint in the, in the Airbus world. Um, you're right. It was a decision of governments, uh, namely France, Germany in the beginning, to say this is an industry we want to be strong at and they put the money where the mouth is, not for three years but for decades. And now Airbus is, uh, has become over the decades not only a viable competitor to another uh, global successful aircraft manufacturer but leads the world now. But it takes a long breath and determination and uh, you should not throw the baby out with the bathwater just uh, when the um, when the when the pause of a politician is. Do you, not do you think the Australian government should do something like that? Who am I to advise the Australian government when they pay our paycheck? Um, I think what has worked for other countries is to set the tone, set the direction, and stick for it longer than three years. 
Very good to talk to you, Jens. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you, Alan. I've been talking to Jens Goneman, who is the Managing Director of Advanced Manufacturing Growth Centre.